What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 104 on guarantees aren't always good. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Kai Speaks, and today we're going to be talking about guarantees, right? And how these guarantees may not always be the best guarantee, right? What's guaranteed isn't always good. It can sometimes cause us to have that shiny object syndrome and overlook things that are actually really the best opportunities for us just because we're looking at what's quote unquote guaranteed. But before we get into today's episode, I did want to take a quick moment to tell you about my friends over at Pull Up Rental Cars, because if you are in Atlanta and you are a gig, you work the gig economy, right? Whether it's Uber, Lyft or DoorDash, Uber Eats, whatever the case may be, you doing that gig gig thing and you need a vehicle to get around. Or let's just say you want to, you know, ride around in some style. You, you got a, a nice date and you want to pull up in a luxury vehicle. You definitely want to consider pull up rental cars because they are first in line first top of the class for the luxury vehicle rentals at a very affordable price. And they have a very simple rental process, right? You don't have to have a credit card. You don't have to have a minimum age of, you know, 24 years old. You just have to have a valid license uh, and a debit card, you know, something to make your payment on and you're good to go. So to learn more about pull up rental cars, make sure you follow them on Instagram, right? At pull up dot rental cars. And that's it. Right. And they want to have some free giveaways. They say every three months they're giving away a free one day rental. So you definitely want to check them out again. If you are in Atlanta or will be in Atlanta, and you need a vehicle. They will even bring the car to you. So even more reason to check them out on Instagram at pull up dot rental cars. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast, the number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now. Thanks to each and every one of you. God, I'm so thankful. And matter of fact, this is the only place just so you know for tips and tricks on identifying your passions while attracting opportunities to make a living while living your dreams. Now, who here likes the idea of a guarantee? Right. Especially a good if I give X, I'm guaranteed to get Y type of scenario. Right. It just sounds so good. It feels so good at first, especially when you get the offer. You just like what? I'm guaranteed this. And all I have to do is give that run it. Right. How many of here of here likes that idea? You know, a lot of us. I can't even say I fell into that trap more than once. Right. So consider me a fool, but I'm no longer a fool. Because, you know, the problem is the word guarantee it can give us a case of shiny nickel syndrome. And I'm going to tell you a quick story about my friend Mary, who made a very, very catastrophic purchase and mistake. Right. And this purchase and mistake, as I get into it, is the difference between looking at what's guaranteed and assuming that the guarantee is going to be is going to put you better off in the long run than, you know, what may be hard. And, you know, just to, just to, for the sake of the exercise. And so you really understand, I, I'm not dramatizing, but I'm not going to give you exact figures, but just for sake of the exercise, I want to give you some very basic numbers. So you understand the situation, right? So let's say Mary has a budget. She's, she's, she's moving to a, a new city and 
she has a budget and she's look she's debating debating if she wants to purchase a home or if she wants to just rent uh and then just you know rent for some time now her budget to rent is she, she doesn't want to pay more than twelve hundred dollars a month that she knows because she already has her employment lined up and she has some side hustles that she does and she determined that twelve hundred dollars a month was going to be her max that she was willing to budget for rent now mary also has ten thousand dollars saved cash and she understands of that ten thousand dollars she's looking at the security deposit at most of the places is going to run her about twenty six hundred right right twenty six hundred you got about a two hundred dollar security deposit and then two months rent first and last you know the whole thing the whole whole schmeal now she also has the second option she was also exploring buying a home and instead of a home she found a steal. And when I say a steal, Mary found a duplex for $250,000 in an affluent neighborhood. And this was going to be her first home. So she only had to put down 3%. Now, 3% of 250000 is $7,500, right? So now, as opposed to a $2,600 deposit, she's looking at a $7,500 down payment if she was to buy this home. Now, the mortgage... For the duplex would have been eighteen hundred dollars a month. You can see where now we have some things that we need to think about. Eighteen hundred dollars a month is over our budget of twelve hundred dollars. But the market rent in the neighborhood that the duplex was in. And when I say market rent, basically the average rent of the homes in this neighborhood is roughly about fourteen fifty. Which means that if she bought this duplex, Mary would have potential cash flow. Well, we don't know what that potential cash flow is yet, but we know that she could rent out the other side for fourteen fifty. So the thing is, what stopped Mary from going with the duplex was it just it needed it needed, it needed a little bit of work. And when I say a little bit of work, it just wasn't up to the standard of which she wanted. If she would have got a an apartment for 1200 in the area that she was looking in, she would have got a pretty nice apartment, right? She would have got stainless steel appliances, marble floor or marble, marble countertops, you know, granite countertops, whatever the whole nine, pretty much what you see on HDTV. That's what she was pretty much getting out of an apartment. Now the problem is what the apartment is. you that's $1,200 a month that she's now paying regardless right? At least minimum for a year. So you do 1200 and I got my handy dandy calculator here. Cause I'm not about to stress myself out. You times that by 12, that's $14,000 a, a year that we're paying in rent. Now let's take the situation. If she would have went with the duplex and you know, the duplex, let's say she, the, the other unit, was was pretty much moving ready. She could have, as soon as she closed, she could have moved into one side and got a tenant in at around that fourteen fifty rate, right? So now we have a, a monthly mortgage of eighteen hundred dollars. That's what we're expecting to cough up every month on this duplex. But realistically, the tenant will be paying fourteen fifty. So we minus eighteen hundred. Well, eighteen hundred minus fourteen fifty, that's three fifty. That means that Mary was only going to have to pay three hundred and fifty dollars a month to cover the rest of the mortgage. The rest of the mortgage. Now she had a budget 
of 1200 We minus that 350 that's $850 a month that she's saving on her rent her on her what what her potential rent would have been 1850 times 12 is $10,200 so over the span of a year Mary could have been saving $10,000 in a year and with that 350 she's spending let's look at the numbers times 12 Yep, that make that makes sense. $4,200. So that's a difference of like I said, $10,000 that Mary would have been saving on her living expenses. And then saving $10,000 at the end of the at the end of a year, you know, and working and who knows how much money that Mary can save with her, you know, her active income, the money that she earns from work. Pretty much. It looks like she does a pretty good job of saving because she had ten thousand dollars saved cash and is is Mary is very responsible with her with her money. You know, after a year or two years, Mary could have bought another duplex or a house and fully rented out the duplex that she bought, um, making fourteen fifty times two, twenty nine hundred dollars a month, minus eighteen hundred for the mortgage, cash flowing now. $1,100 a month, right? And let's just say she bought another house and, you know, her mortgage is, let's just say 1100 Now Mary has another house that she doesn't even have to pay for. So now she's saving 1100 1100 times 12. Now she's saving $13,000 at the end of the year. So you you can see how the numbers add up and how what guaranteed doesn't all isn't always the best decision. And later did we discover that duplex ended up closing at two forty three. So seven thousand dollars less than what it was marketed for, which means that all she had to do was just ask for a reduction and she probably would have got it. So it was like, man, that was a catastrophic decision that Mary made. Just last year. And when she saw what that duplex closed for, she was very much disappointed. And uh, I'm sure she listens to this episode It's not going to make her feel any much better. But the reason why I wanted to share this with you all is because if we brought more awareness to this reality, you know, we would be we would better analyze situations and opportunities that will best position us for growth. Right. If we just knew that guarantees can be dangerous, if we had more mental awareness of that. We will make better decisions. We will make more confident decisions. We will have more seamless, more confident transitions, whether we're moving to a new state, whether we're moving to a new job, whether whatever the transition is, it will will be more seamless and more confident. And ultimately, we will live happier lives and have fatter pockets. I mean, who's complaining about those things? I'm not right. I'm not complaining about either of those things. But I do want to give you guys some action steps because, you know, what's the million dollar mind without something to take action on? And I don't want to just give you this story about how Mary missed out on, you know, from saving $10,000 a year to now making $13,000 a year and living for free, right? To, you know, just give you the story and make like, wow, I wish it was me, but it would never be me. No, I'm not here to do that. I'm here to give you actionable steps so that you can avoid making similar mistakes. Okay. Now the first one is I want you all to, while you're doing this, even if you have to pause this episode and come back to me later, think of a desired destination. 
close your eyes and think of where you want to be. Does the opportunity or decision you're considering sustain long term for the destination that you have in mind? So you close your eyes and you think, I want to be X in X amount of time. Now that you have that desired destination in mind, the next question is you're asking is, does the opportunity or decision that I'm considering, right? Is me choosing to rent or me choosing to buy this duplex? Is any of, are any of those going to sustain the position or desired destination I have in mind long term? Because that's the at the end of the day, you, you don't have a de- desired destination is desired for a reason. You don't desire a destination to only be there for a short while. You would like to sustain this. You would like to continue to be in this desired destination or in a des- in a destination that is better than that one. So at the end of the day, if the thing that you're considering does not sustain that long term, then that's probably not the best decision that you should make. Secondly. When you make the decision, find two to three sources minimum that confirm your decision. Find two to three sources minimum that confirm your decision. How do you do that? How do you find two to three sources? Right. It means be resourceful. We live in the technology age, which means that we have access to more information. We have access to more information than what existed 50 years ago. Think about that. 50 years ago, 50 years ago, they only had access to so, but so much information. And now in 2021, we have access to more information that existed then. So be resourceful, use the internet, get on YouTube, ask questions and figure out if you can find a reason to confirm your decision at least two times. And with that confirmation, you also want to consult with someone. That's the third step. Consult with someone who has made a similar decision before just the last episode. Right. We just had this conversation. Um, We just had this conversation and we're in even in the future. You guys are going to catch another conversation that I'm having with with Ivan Alvarez, who I'm super excited to bring on the show. But you're going to learn that consulting with people that have been there and done that. Is great is a great starting point for achievement. If you just got married, consulting with people who have been married for 20, 30, 40, 50 years is a great start to a fruitful marriage. If you just got into business, somebody who started a business from the ground up and has been running their business for 10 years or more, that is a great person to line you up for future success. So we have to get out of the mindset that I have to have everything figured out by my own and I have to make these decisions by myself because that's simply not the case. Consult with someone who has been there and who has done that. Right. And here are some things to keep in mind because. Man, it's just sometimes it upsets me the way that we think and the way that we're programmed to think, because sometimes it's not our fault, but it is your fault when you become aware of it and you choose to do the same things and repeat the same mistakes. But now I'm about to make you aware of it, right? Because some things to be aware of and to consider a job can guarantee an income. This is true. If you work this and many hours, if you or if you're on this salary at the end of the year, you will make this much that that is in writing it is it is they are responsible to pay you what is what is in your offer. So, yes, a job can guarantee you an income, but not necessarily an opportunity. 
a job can guarantee an income, but not necessarily an opportunity. What does that mean? It means, yeah, you can be paid all you want, but if you're just there to, you know, collect the paycheck and do what's expected of you, you can't really expect to have opportunities of growth. Or, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the difference between startup companies and, and these companies that have it all figured out, you know, especially entry level. There's not a lot of opportunity provided uh, in those spaces. So that's one thing. Second thing, college. What does college guarantee? College guarantees educational resources, but not education application. What do I mean by that? I mean, if you go to college, yes, you are guaranteed to be enrolled in in courses. You are guaranteed to have a teacher. You are guaranteed to have resources that can educate you. This is this is a fact. This is guaranteed. But what's not guaranteed is how you apply the education that you're getting and how you apply it to where you're trying to get. That's not guaranteed. And then another thing I want to point out is. Finishing college, right? What does finishing college guarantee? A degree. Finishing college guarantees you a degree, but not employment, which blows my mind because it's like, damn, why can we easily go into debt for a degree that does not guarantee employment, but not a business opportunity that does not guarantee success? Right? Why can we easily go into debt hundreds of thousands of dollars for a degree that does not guarantee us employment or opportunity, but not even think twice when it comes to, you know, making that taking that risk and making that leap to go into debt for this business opportunity. That doesn't guarantee success and just because it doesn't guarantee success does not mean it's not the better opportunity for you, especially if you're not the collegiate type and you've already questioned if college is even for you, man, if you've had thoughts that if college is even for me and you got to go into debt about it and you already struggled in high school, he was like, man, I don't even want to go back to school. Why are you forcing yourself to go to college then? Instead, take the idea of going into debt for college and going to debt for a business that you've been trying to start. You going to be, you, I mean, at, at that point it's like Russian roulette. You, you, you probably going you probably got better chances of doing well at that business opportunity than going to college and then graduating college, a C average student or a B average student and still trying to figure out where you're going to get employed at. So it's like, it's just a mindset shift. And one thing that I've noticed, and I hope you guys noticed this too, is there's a trend. There's a trend in all these things. There's a trend in the job guaranteeing an income, but not an opportunity. College guarantees education, but not education application. You know, finishing college guarantees a degree, but not employment. What do all these things have in common? You. You are ultimately the difference. If you get this job, yes, it guarantees the the income, but ultimately you are the difference. If you make this job guarantee you in an opportunity, because first you got to identify what opportunity you're even looking for. Yes, you can go to college and college guarantees you educational resources, but it's how you are the difference. Will you choose to apply the education, the people leveraging the networks? Will you choose to apply those things while you're there? Yeah, you can get a degree, man, but not employment. But ultimately, it is up to you. You are the difference between, you know, being out of college for years and not having a uh, a job in your field to having multiple offers uh, uh, in the career of your field after you graduate. 
You are the difference. And you are also the difference between going to college and, and graduating college in debt or starting your business in debt. You, you're the difference. If you decide you're going to be in debt regardless, just make sure you're going in debt for the right reasons. Because there's a such thing as good debt, man. People leverage debt all the time because they, they know what they, they know what they went into debt for. Do we know what we're in debt for? Do we know what we're going into debt for? So some questions to make this a little bit of a lighter conversation, you know, some questions that we can ask ourselves to be more positive about where we, where we, where do we go next? Kai, what do we do now? You just hit me over the head with a bunch of stuff. I didn't necessarily want to hear. Where do we go now? Ask yourself these questions. Where do I want to be? Before I make this decision, where do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? How do I want to feel? Right? How do I want to feel? Is this the best vehicle to get me there? Is this the best vehicle? I call this the SCP plan. Right? Are you going to plan to get there by foot? You plan to get there by car? Or do you plan to get there by plane? And I'm going to use this scenario to make it easier to understand, right? I drove to Miami from Philly when I first graduated college to start my first uh, corporate job. I moved to Miami and I drove from my from Philly to Miami. It was a total of 24 hours. And after making that drive, I decided never again. If I'm going to Philly from Miami, I'm not driving. I'm taking a plane. Because a plane was going to get me there in two and a half hours. That is clearly the best vehicle for me to use to get to Philly from Miami or vice versa. Right. So we got to identify first where we want to be. If we have a short term goal of just getting somewhere and, it, and it's, we can get there fairly quickly, you know, maybe it could, maybe it, it's OK to get there by foot. But if we have some lofty goals, some big, fat, audacious goals, please, please, here's the pro tip. Please always choose the plane. Always choose the plane. Identify who is the the pilot and ask them for a ticket. Get on the plane and take the plane to Philly from Miami. And only if money permits, right? Only if money permits is okay to take the car. If you temporarily short on funds, it's okay to take a car if you if you press for time. If you need if you don't have time to waste, don't waste time waiting to get the money to get the plane ticket. Take the car. Take the car. But if you have time and you have money, choose the plane, man. I'm trying to tell y'all, choose the plane. I would rather spend my entire savings for the plane ticket because I know that the plane is going to get me to my destination faster and I'm going to make it back. We got to start valuing our time over money. And we had that conversation before. And uh, I know. That this conversation, the second time around, is going to this one hit you right between the eyes. So right now you got three of them. <laughs> y'all like that one. Hey, I just I just went crazy. Y'all like y'all like that. Somebody going to steal it. If you steal it, let me know. <laughs> if you steal it, let me know. But as always, y'all, I'm super thankful to just have you a part of the show. Right. Just to have these conversations. I feel blessed to be able to pour into you guys because I'm also pouring into myself. You got to realize what it takes to create this content for you guys. I'm I'm in the books. 
I'm doing research. I'm looking into things for confirmation that the things that I'm telling you is accurate. So I'm learning along the way just as much as you are. So I want to thank you all for giving me a reason to pour into myself just as much as I pour into you and for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become when you apply these principles, especially today, because this can this can this is game changing. Right. Don't mistake a guarantee for the best opportunity. And with that being said, I again have started extending an opportunity of a lifetime. And and with that being said, enrollment is finally open for the side hustle accelerator coaching program. But I'm only accepting five driven individuals that are committed to their goals just as much as I'm committed to helping out. Right. So if you're just lacking that accountability that it takes to spark change and habit. This is for you. And students will not only receive three one on one coaching sessions, but also lifetime access to the Side Hustle Accelerator online course, resource libraries, etc. And space, remember, is limited. So if this is an opportunity that interests you, text ACCELERATE to 404-737-6929. And I'll see you all next time. And with that said, because I'm not done. You know, I got to wrap it up this way. Just remember to keep focus, build momentum and drive results so that you can live abundantly. My name is Kai Speaks and you just heard it here on the Million Dollar Mind Podcast. Hey guys, so thanks to you all, the Million Dollar Mind Podcast has went global the number one passion and attraction podcast in the world right now with huge support from the UK, Ireland, France, Belgium, Tanzania, and of course the United States. With this accomplishment, we are getting bigger and better than ever. Now that said, we are soon incorporating video production and YouTube platform to the show so you guys can witness the podcast in full effect. You can now become a supporter of the Million Dollar Mind podcast by visiting the link in the description below. Share your support with me via email and you will receive a free gift. Tis the season to give. Peace.